All right, we're a go for week five of fantasy football preview here on the Fully Covered Sports Podcast. Uh, it's uh, going to be a little bit of a different kind of week um, because some of us are in a rush, and by some of us, I mean one of us that you can't see him sitting here, but he's got his Pirates hat on and he's ready, he's geared up and all set for baseball instead. He doesn't have his mind necessarily 100% focused on fantasy football this week, folks. Um, Mark, I, I don't know. What's going on in your head? First of all, I'd like to say when the talent – when the talent makes demands, the show gets changed. <laughs> we reschedule. We tighten it up. We make things work. Done. We make things work. Yeah. We we you know we we cover fantasy football here, but uh, we you accommodate the Cal Ripken Jr. of the show we, so he can go we watch Cal Ripken Jr. announce the baseball game. <laughs> we, we we cater to all sports here. So yeah, um, and because of the four nothing pirates, four nothing pirates. Is that your prediction? Yes, I was gonna get it. Well, he, it's on air, folks. So if it if it happens, or if it doesn't happen, Pittsburgh has a, <laughs> has a uh, scapegoat, I guess, if you will. If it doesn't happen, you won't see him in this show again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right. Well, and because of time constraints, we we lost for a second week in a row our our other host Seth, but Max maintains cut. maintains his perfect attendance this season. I'm still despite, here. It, it... Despite a late scare. <laughs> yes, almost, almost. But but the the perfect attendance is gone next week unless we somehow reschedule for Tuesday, which doesn't make much sense. But that's the only way I'll I'll keep my my record intact. Which I'll I'll get you excited because I'm going to Dallas next week and I fly out on Wednesday, so we might have to bump it to Tuesday. Ooh, so, all right. So, nice. so there's that. I like keep, it. Keep that. See, we cater to everyone, whether we mean to or not. <laughs> oh, better hope there's not a pirates game on. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Things could get things could get really dicey uh, here in the next few weeks as we're sort of at the end of baseball season and moving into fantasy, moving into all football all the time because I don't, you know, whatever. So, yeah, we're making it work and we're gonna try to keep things pretty tight this week in terms of what we talk about. So, uh, below, if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you log into the the uh, fullycoveredsports.com website so you can check underneath our podcast here and you'll see the links to injuries and news and notes and uh, even our MVPs of last week and this week will be down there um, so keep an eye out for that but really we're clear in the deck not only because Mark wants to go watch baseball tonight uh, but also because there was some pretty big fantasy related news that I it as a fantasy football podcast it just wouldn't feel right to gloss over it even though you guys think it's not that big of a deal I'm, I'm gonna toss the question out there the news that hit the fan this week uh, with the New York Times report on FanDuel and DraftKings, um, you know they had a an employee who came out and said this week that he was essentially using insider information to go ahead and um, you know increase his odds, I guess, of setting a, a good lineup for himself. And um, didn't win. He's a, a DraftKings employee. Went and used that information apparently, allegedly, uh, even though DraftKings denies it, over on FanDuel. Um, and ended up winning three hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. I when you when you guys obviously you guys have seen this. What was sort of your gut reaction, both of you? Um, I mean, they seem like uh, they 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 seem like gambling or games of chance commercials. I mean, that's what I gather from these things. I Mark is actually probably our our best expert because he's act, the only one who's actually used it. Rob, have you used it? I no, I've sort of I. I think I sort of touched on this last week and just mentioned how I was kind of against them. I couldn't really put my finger on why. And then this yeah, week I sort right. of got my answer, um, I think. But I, that's just me, Mark. What do, what do you have to say? 
I've been super casual. I was ahead of the curve. I went on draft. I bought into DraftKings over two years ago for about forty bucks, and I've been like insanely casual about it. I've my balance as of like two weeks ago was like thirty five dollars or something. So I'm not really pumping a ton of money through there. Right. So, but um, how how does it? Where I under from what I understand, there's like casual sort of games like that, but there's also like big money games. Of course. Oh man, there's so much money on there. Um, I don't know how high the, the buy-ins go, but I'll tell you this. I played online poker back in the day, so I'm fairly seasoned with this type of setup. It's essentially like a poker website, but with like fantasy instead of poker. You know what I mean? Like the same sort of like lobby, stuff like that. There's tournaments, um, like smaller. They would be sit and goes in poker, but they're like smaller tournaments, essentially like 10-man, 100-man, stuff like that. Like they have the huge tournaments. It is. They make so much money, though. Yeah. Um, I know DraftKings pulls a twenty percent rate. Wow. So when you hear like they're paying out like seventy five million in prizes, you remember like they've kept twenty percent of the money you don't see. Right. And the other, well, right off the bat. The other thing is they're not getting everything from buy-ins. They have like you know major deals with NFL and MLB have bought in. Um, yeah, obviously, you're seeing you know the commercials blanketed all over broadcasts this year um but also like specific teams i know the the sixers have a an exclusive deal with one of them i'm not sure which it's either DraftKings or i think it's DraftKings. um that you know they're like a, a big sponsor and then also you have i think DraftKings like sponsored one of the international games this year um it, it's just they're getting money from all over the place and all that money is being poured in to those you know the the payouts and everything like that so um I'm going to pull things off track for a second, but I might as well say this before I forget. It's so weird to me that MLB has like an ownership stake in DraftKings, like even a small one. Doesn't it seem like kind of hypocritical for them? It does. Yeah, it's small to me. It seems like it might, like it feels like a gambling site to me because I think it is closer to gambling than skill. But if you toss that aside, they like in their statement when they're like, we have to give DraftKings a talking to you because we don't approve of this. They said they won't allow their employees to play in like fantasy sports and things like that. Yet they own a company <laughs> that specializes in monetary fantasy sports. Everything there's that, and there's also the whole Pete Rose thing, right. where like baseball is like a sin, right? And they're going to deny his appeal in the next couple months. Meanwhile, they have like a stake in like the hottest game in town, which just blurs the line between sports gambling and like fantasy sports. Right. And that's, that's essentially what all this boils down to for me is, I mean, it's all hypocritical Um, whether it's MLB, you know, having a stake in it and and denying rows and things like that, or NFL even. And I, you know, I'm sure they have some sort of gambling situation similar to MLB and everything like that. But um, Mark, the, the thing that you're talking about that sort of sticks with me is that you said this, feels more like gambling than skill. Um, I agree a hundred percent. And it, you know, we talked sort of last week again, briefly, not related to this, but just about fantasy in general, about how it is a lot of luck. Like you can think you're the most skillful person in the world. But I mean, there's so much luck involved. It it essentially is like a giant casino room. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way. I played a good bit of online poker back when it was actually, Fun. Well, either legal or like <laughs> less overtly illegal. Yeah. And I would say that putting my money in like a poker site, 
I had way more control over like what happened with it than I do like DraftKings, for instance. Right, and that's that's and so not cool. even close. And I'm good at fantasy. And how course. concerning I mean, is it that it's not re- it's not a regulated industry? Like I, I don't care. I love it because I I think all gambling should be legal, and I want like access to it on my laptop. So I'm fine with this. But how? I mean, if you say that that DraftKings and FanDuel are more gambling, then you I mean, it's basically the same as fantasy football. Yeah, you got to lump it in. So you're, yeah, you're playing fantasy football. Is fantasy football gambling in your mind? Uh, it's when close. you when you put money on the line and there's a chance that you could walk away with nothing or a chance that you could quadruple your money, whether it's that day or 16 weeks later, that's gambling. No, because that's why FanDuel and DraftKings are legal in states that where gambling is illegal. It's a game of skill, technically, in the eyes right, of the well, law. Well, is a March Madness pool is that gambling? Um, absolutely technically no why because it's it's based on your it's based on a knowledge of of the sport so it's technically in in the eyes of the law technically a a skill technically technically yes technically using technicalities but when you boil down (laughs) to the the core of what it is i mean when you how if there's any sort of luck involved I feel, you know, if it's not... It's, uh, if it's any amount of luck. Well, how is something like poker more uh, considered well, more gambling than like, fantasy football? If you want to talk about... Just to, to relate it in terms of how gambling is skill-based or poker is skill-based, do you think about... Sure. You, you know your hand. You know yes. what cards are out on the table. Texas Hold'em, for example. You know the cards mm-hmm. out on the table, so you know what your hand is how it stacks up compared to what other hands potentially could be. You know, you know, you could think about percentages of cards that might remain in the deck, what your outs are, uh, you know, all that kind of card counting kind of mm-hmm. not, you know, wrong card counting, but um, like you, you know what your percentages are for hitting on the, the river, for example, or something like that. You could, yeah. you, you have, there is skill involved with that. Do you right. think, uh... And it's, and you're playing people and, and not the house. And that's a big difference too. But you're not really playing the house. You're yeah. in daily fantasy. They might take a right. cut, yes. but that's, poker that's, tables, yeah. poker that's tables, they they take the house takes a rake of the pot. Yeah, right. I yeah, I get it. Do you think that the fact that it's like a daily sport instead of like a season long thing makes it more uh, like closer to gambling or further away? Wait, I think I would, I would argue closer. Yeah. The sure. fact. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you but, just make a list, turn it in, put your money in, something happens, and then some people get money and some people don't. Now, the the thing that this whole situation has been more closely, I mean, obviously there's the whole gambling aspect um, and how similar it is there, but what what everyone has been sort of more closely comparing this to over the last couple of days because of this is Wall Street, um, you know, trading stocks and essentially, you know, People that get insider information, which is what this employee had, and used it to his advantage to put himself in a better situation to cash out at a higher value. I mean, that. I get that, but it's not the same. It, it's how? not like a one to one. Because even if you have like the best information, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, if you had insider information on the stock, you know that like it's getting like bought or sold at a rate that's a little more predictable. If you have good info that Devonte Freeman 
might have a good game. You still don't know. He might blow his knee out or something. Like it's, there's less certainty. So I understand like the thrust is, but it's not, it wasn't his insider information though. Wasn't about a specific player's, you know, performance per se. It was about how he used the, actual percentages of lineups like how many people were starting this guy versus this guy to to use that information to know who he should put in to give himself uh, a better chance of outperforming the rest of the field yeah and that um that does create like a sizable edge but even with the best information in the world you have no idea what's going to happen you you can can say the same thing about a company that's on wall street i i think that kind of information is a little more concrete than like I know that not too many people are buying Andrew Luck this week. <laughs> he still might just throw for like one touchdown and a hundred yards or something, with three picks. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same basic idea, but one's I think a little more like damning than the other. So it's, it's a loose comparison, but it's not like one to one. I feel bad for the players in all this. There's so much more. I don't, maybe it doesn't bother them or maybe they don't even think about it, but just so much added pressure. Like now you just ha- used to have to just worry about like, I mean, fantasy probably they never really care about, but I mean, now then there's like huge money on the line. Like you used, they used to only have to worry about like Atlantic city and Vegas. And now like gambling is everywhere. I, I was saying that to myself this weekend because in my expensive fantasy league, I used a very high draft pick on Lamar Miller and I know the coaching staff's not using him. Right. So I'm like rooting for <laughs> Philbin to get fired. And I'm like thinking like, I want a man to lose his livelihood. Because... <laughs> That's <laughs> like... amazing. I but at the at the same time, it's so wrong. It's it's crazy what this this game has done to the game. Um, yep, it's unreal. I mean, it, it's made it more fun in so many ways. It's made it more stressful in so many ways. It gives people that are fans of teams like the Eagles and the you know the Browns and things like that a, a chance to root for something else when all else has gone wrong in the world. So, I mean, it's got its pluses and minuses. Um, yep. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, This whole thing, it'll be interesting to watch what happens because now you have, um, you know, lawmakers in New York want to dive deeper into everything. So it's, it's just going to be a – you guys think it's going to be a, something that glosses over. I know you said that prior to the show, but I it's there's just so much momentum now in this story – happening when it happened in the middle of the season in what everyone was already building a crucial season for this industry is enormous in my mind and it's it's going to be something that just doesn't go away for the time being Um, do you think it should be illegal i don't think it should be illegal but i think they need a like a structure i think they need some sort of you know it's sort of everyone's sort of flying by the seat of their pants with this thing it seems like and i know there's a there's a fantasy trade fantasy sports trade association um that exists that it's sort of just like a gathering place or something like that right now i I think you know an organization like that has an opportunity to really step up and make a difference in what could otherwise be an industry that finds itself collapsing because of some stupid you know employee that went and used this kind of insider quote air quotes here that you can't see on a podcast info (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah it seems like the way I treat stuff like this, and I always treat it like poker the same way, you don't know what happens on the other side of like the online connection. You right. might be like playing cards against like a bot that's just like getting aces every time. You might be yep. playing in a room of like 10 friends on like G chat, like showing hands. 
Yeah. You just, you accept the risk going in and you know that you're trying to make money at maybe not as good odds as you think, but you just, you just weigh the pros and the cons because you that right there is why I think this is such an, like there needs to be certainty when there is billions of dollars on the line. There needs to be certainty. I, and that's just, I mean, that's, I, that's just how I feel. And I, I, you might, that's, I don't know. This is not like a job. Like you're not supposed to do this. No, but for a job, you're not supposed to like put your car payment into the site, but it needs to be fair. Is basically a lottery with slightly better odds. You should be putting like $2 into like the mega million million maker millionaire maker tournament and stuff like that right but like yeah. you're not supposed to be just like pounding money into this thing right i i agree with that but at the same time there needs to be some sort of and I know understanding that, or or just some some sort of structure in place to make sure that someone isn't stacking those odds and i that's just i don't know i i think this is an agree to disagree kind of situation so for the sake of our time constraint here i, I <laughs> might be best to just sort of move on but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's something, like I said, last word on it that we're going to continue to hear about for, for a, a little while longer. Um, yeah. And we only so have yeah. 20 minutes for fantasy talk. I know. So let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. So we don't, let's see, we don't have our injuries. They're going to be underneath. Our news is underneath. Our MVPs are underneath. So that brings us to the waiver wire dump. Um, and who wants to take a crack at this? I got one. Go I got a quick it. one. All right, uh, if you're hurting for wide receivers, uh, Ruben Randall has touchdown catches. New York Giants has touchdown catches in the last two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago at Washington, or no, it was at New York, but it was against Washington. Uh, he had 116 yards and a touchdown. And it was still on most waiver wires out there. He's yeah. only owned in 39.3% of leagues. I take the blame for that because I, I was on during the same segment last week. I said, don't pick him up. Yeah, he's so, he's so wildly inconsistent that he might do good one week. And I threw out all these fancy stats about how he's only he's like catching only you fifty know, percent of his targets and something like that. But yeah, I was wrong. So. Yeah, but in your defense, if he wouldn't have had that touchdown catch, he would not have uh, had a great week. But he did. He did. So yeah, not, um, so yeah, he ended pretty well. I probably, so if you're if, if you're in need, yeah. look at him. I was probably some. Uh, you know, tack board motivation for him this week. So that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take the blame. Uh, <laughs> along the same lines, Kamar Aiken, Mark, you, you saw him last week. Um, you know, Steve Smith sort of got, he's going to be out this week uh, for the Ravens and Steve Smith senior. Sorry. Um, and Joe Flacco is going to need someone to throw to Aiken stepped up last week. He, he put up a double, double digit performance his first of the year and, um, and that's after, I mean, prior to that, he only had eight points um, and no touchdowns. He had five receptions, 77 yards in the TD last week. Um, so I, I, you should expect him to um, step in and get some targets this week with Smith likely. If he does go, he's going to be very limited. And if he doesn't go, he's going to be um, obviously not in mm-hmm. to steal targets. Um, another name I want to throw out there, he's on my bench right now, but I think... And I don't know if you can call this really a, a dive on the waiver wire when he's owned more than 50%, but Marcus no, Mariota. Let's move on. Uh, what's that? Oh. As I say, no, you can't. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> My show. I'll do what I want. So Marcus, Marcus Mariota, he's owned in 65% of leagues, but at the same time, he's only being started in 11%. Um, he's going up against the Bills this week, uh, and they oh, are 
I it's not in terms of running, and this is a crazy stat. They've only given up 13 yards rushing to opposing quarterbacks through four games, and that was what they had. Um, who I mean, they've played the Patriots, they've played Indy, which Luck is not really. I, he's a mobile-ish quarterback, I guess. Uh, Tannehill and Matt Eli, so not very, not a great you know mobile quarterback group there, but. Um, Where's that game? Is it in Buffalo? It's no, it's in Tennessee, which is another reason why I like it. So, um, I, I Mariota's coming off a bye, and he's averaged twenty points a game already this season. Um, and you know, I just think he is worth a look. You know, for someone that might be in a difficult quarterback situation, if if you're in one of those thirty five percent of leagues that doesn't have him owned, it's at least for one week, it might be worth a look if you're struggling at, at QB. Well, it wouldn't be a fantasy show without me dumping on your point, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it. <laughs> Go so, for it. I think Buffalo is, like, their numbers might not look so hot, but I think a lot of their stuff skewed. I think they're a bad matchup for Mariota. Like, they've given up some pass yardage, but that's just New England, first of all. Everyone's going to give up stuff in New England. And also, Buck scooped up a bunch of stuff in garbage time. And you have to be careful with rookie quarterbacks because even though he's looked polished, he could easily just take a dump on the field at any time and have a bad game, and especially Tennessee. I used to like Wizen Hunt, but I don't think he's a very good coach anymore. And they could come out flat at a moment's notice, even, at, even after a bye. And with a team that can generate a good pass rush and keep him in the pocket. Right. Like, that could the, be Puck the, City. The thing that I do like, I, even though it's only been three games and Ye's a rookie, um, and his last game was against the iffy defense, and he did throw two picks. But I mean, he's not th- his yardage has only gone up, and his understanding of the not- system is only going to go up. And he's thrown double digit TDs in each game. So I mean, he's he's really in a situation where he does have to do it all. So a lot of the brunt work of that offense is going to be on his shoulders, li- quite literally. So that's I. He seems like he could be a decent prospect moving forward. It's way too early to say this, but if we could redo the 2015 draft, Marcus Mariota should would be number be one. First, right? <laughs> should Wilson. absolutely be number one. Marcus Mariota. Mariota. I think that I think Tampa's going to live to regret that pick. Yeah, everyone kind of knew it. Jameis is just like a total bust. Yes, yeah, I know it's way too early to make those judgments. Jason I just, Campbell. I just think Jamarcus. Jamarcus. I, I feel like it's Jamarcus Russell. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. All right, Mark, who do you got? I have, wait, I got, I'm sorry. One more quick thing uh, for waiver wire pickups. If you're, if you're in need of a tight end um, like me, uh, Richard Rogers Packers, he has had a touchdown in half of the games. So he's had a touchdown in two games out of four. And with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, he's just going to be throwing bombs, throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. I would, I'd, would uh, recommend picking up a Green Bay tight end if you can. He's hovering around 30% in the owned column. So, uh, yeah, if you're in need of a tight end, pick him up. Cool. Mark, you have anyone? Yeah. First, let me pat myself on my back for one of the most garbage-filled waiver pickups ever last week. Ted Ginn Jr. (laughs) didn't do anything. Two catches, but he made those count. Two touchdowns. And that's that's a true waiver wire pickup right there, waiver wire production. He didn't show off. He just did what he needed to do. Got you like 14 points. Call to the day. That is. It's a good one. All right. And this week, this is against my better judgment, but I just can't help myself. 
He's sitting right on the borderline of own rate at 48.6 on ESPN. And a lot of that's because he was originally drafted and a lot of people didn't cut bait for whatever reason. But I am back on the Nelson Aguilar train. (laughs) I just feel like eventually they're going to phase him in. And you see the touchdowns that, like the guys that are catching touchdowns in Philly. You see a lot of Riley Cooper and Miles Austin. And are they going to keep throwing them? Eventually, I, they're going to phase in their first-round pick. You would think, but I'm not going to get into this because it could go down a nasty road. So you finish up. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know who's healthy and who's not, but if you want somebody for tomorrow night, pick up any Houston receiver that's not Hopkins because Hopkins obviously is going to be unavailable unless you play in the weirdest fantasy league I've ever seen. <laughs> so if Schwartz is healthy, pick him up. Um I guess like Jalen Strong. I think Washington's out, but after seeing Alan Hearns like torch Indy, I think you have to you have to think they're gonna put like Vontae Davis and their like best cover guy on Hopkins, so that leaves like the secondary receivers to feast. So if Schwartz is healthy, that's a solid play, and he's definitely available. Right. How are we? I I see. I'm looking at a guy that's getting dropped a lot um marcus wheaton obviously didn't step up i he was mentioned last week i think um not by me not by maybe by me might have been by me i don't know how do you feel mark i, I want to ask your opinion on the the situation there I, you got um who's coming back this week Bryant. Bryant. uh mark davis that's right um even with vic at quarterback how do you feel about that situation your guys wide out situation I'm pessimistic on Bryant. Yeah, um, you, actually, I remember I, you I said he was going to get cut, right? What's that? Didn't you think he was going to get he, cut? Right, no, I said, said he's going to lose his, his, his Hayward, role in the offense. Hayward, oh. Hayward Bay was going to sort of step in and take over, right? Is that, is that... I still feel that way, especially with a backup quarterback. Like, I feel like he's going to throw to someone a little more like seasoned. That's fair. Mm. I have no follow-up. I, I mean, <laughs> the offense is what it is now. It's kind of a mess for a couple more weeks. But I don't think Brian's going to start paying off until, like, I don't know, a couple weeks after Roethlisberger comes back. Really, no Steelers receiver is, like, startable except for, obviously, Brown. But even his value's down. And they're just going to check down the bell all the time. Right. So, I don't know. Their offense is kind of weird right now. Interesting. I'm looking yeah. at other. I'm trying to go through other names that I'm seeing getting dropped a lot, and maybe if anyone's sort of preemptively dropping someone in a league that might be worth holding on to. Um, a name Aguilar was on that list. He's got he's lost 11 percent of ownership, um, which sort of factors into his you you being able to talk about him, Mark. But um, here's one that I love to to watch get dropped because he's been on my team at least at some point every year and he always finds his way back onto the waiver wire that you ju- it's just a name to avoid. Vernon Davis, especially now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he It's like a guy that you know he can go and have an 18-point game, but when he has it, that's going to be it. And then it's he goes on stretches where it's like five games in a row with zero catches on zero targets for zero yards and zero touchdowns. I, I mean, and just watching that team struggle right now is unbelievable. Um, San Francisco sucks. It's crazy. They really look like it. They look so Yeah, they're bad. horrible. Um, horrible yeah so i it's the bottom if, if you're one that likes to go and and flip around the plus minus and you're on all the red numbers right now um 
I just avoid them all. I the only one that Mark mentioned that I said was Aguilar, and that looks good, but everything else looks like garbage down there. Uh, and people are. I got a good really good lottery right ticket. Go but for a it. few things have to break right. Uh, he's at two point nine percent ownership rate. Jeremy <laughs> Langford, and like a couple things have to happen. Uh, first of all, like he's Chicago's backup running back, so Matt Forte either has to get hurt or traded. And it's possible he gets traded. And then, like, under that logic, Langford would ascend to the starting role. But also, like, Forte is getting, like, run in the ground, and he's old. And I think he's starting to slow down anyway. So he's eventually, I think this year, going to get forced into a little more of a timeshare as the season rolls on, or he's going to get hurt in this time, or he's going to get traded. Mm-hmm. So that's a cheap lottery ticket. Here's a name Josh McCown. <laughs> Owned in. 2.8% of leagues. He jumped 1.3% this past week. He's got two straight games with 20-plus points. Is that... Mm. I mean, he granted, he went against Oakland, who doesn't have the best defense in the world, and San Diego. At San Diego, though, and put up 23. 356 yards, had to throw all game. When you look at their schedule, they're going to be in games Baltimore at Baltimore this week, Denver, St. Louis, Arizona, Cincy, Pittsburgh, and then they're by, by in Week 11. He, they're going to be throwing. Uh, is he? Hmm. I mean, here's my counter argument. Josh McCown is 37 years old. What in his previous 36 years has he done <laughs> to convince you that he's worthy of starting? Absolutely nothing. Until year 37, two straight games. <laughs> so this of 23 is he finally points. put it together. I, you know, maybe he was waiting for the system to find him, or you know, <laughs> has he found it in in uh, Cleveland? I don't think so, but you know, three straight, <laughs> two straight games. Could he make it a third with three hundred plus yards? I don't know. I mean, I Baltimore, Baltimore doesn't have a, a real sound defense, you know, um, especially against fantasy. They're he's going up against a team that's had two games of thirty plus points against them. They're the twenty eighth ranked fantasy defense against quarterbacks. I don't know. That's it's an interesting one. It, it could be. A, it's it's you're taking a big chance. But he's there. I mean, he's in 97% of leagues. Why not? Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. It's a name. It's your team. You can do whatever you want. Do it. Do it. I'm not in that desperate of a situation, but some people are. So, I don't know. Oh, one other one I wanted to throw out there. It's not a person, but I saw the Falcons' defense is not owned very much. Um, I love them this week at home against Washington. Um Kirk Cousins is coming in on a high for reasons that I won't get into. And he's going to – I feel like they're going to want to see just how real he actually is or how true that success was last week. I'm um, not a believer in those I, Redskins. No, not at all. I'm not. And I, it's just they happen to run into a team that's, quite frankly, awful. Um, bet bet all against any team that's going up against an NFC's team. Yeah. Bet it all. And, and just – I, I – <laughs> The, the Falcons weren't a great defense. I mean, you know, they have handled their own in, in games in real football this year. But in terms of fantasy, they've been doing kind of nothing. But they had the um, Texans last week and dominated. I mean, they had like a 20-point performance or something like that. And I don't know. I just – and that was on the road. So them coming home this week, I love it. Um, and I, I see the, the Redskins just bumbling their way through that game. And, and yeah. So there you go. Yep. 
So you heard it here first. Most of the players available on the waiver wire are good pickups. They are. There it is. We said it. (laughs) Take a chance on someone and it might pan out. It might not. We don't know. We're just throwing names out there. (laughs) Let us know how it goes. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. So that brings us, since we're wrapping this thing up quick, to bold predictions. Who wants to go? Uh, Carson Palmer, MVP. <laughs> Fair. Well, I'm not, now that Clawson's lost his starting job at Cutler, I'm going to back off of that MVP prediction. <laughs> I'm going to double down on my, my Giants praise, though. I think they're good. You're I think crazy. a lot of their players in their offense are good. So I would bump Eli team. Manning up a few spots. That's not really even a uh, bold prediction. That's just more like, hey, keep an eye on that. Um, I'm going to say T.Y. Hilton has a huge game. So if not now, then when? Like, it's a great matchup. They need luck bad. And if he, he has to play. If he doesn't play, I think he's more seriously injured than he lets on. And you have to think about like where you really stand with Hilton. So this has to be the game. I'm going to say, I don't know, two touchdowns. 130? Wow. We don't know if he's going to play this week yet. He said he's going to play, but... Like they lie so much. Mm-hmm. Like Pagano is all like, "Oh, Luck's absolutely going to play against the Jaguars." He said that all week, and I, I actually I do think Luck's hurt. I think his shoulders messed up. And if I had Luck, which I did in another league, I sold him off as fast as I could. I got a really good deal. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I would say anything Colts, I would stay away from, or at least like try to like sell high or like don't invest too heavily into it. Fair. I mean, they have guys that are playable. They're just not as good as I think we thought they were. <laughs> All right. So was there a bold prediction in there, T.Y.? Uh, yeah, Hilton. Hilton. All right. I'll go with one. I'm going to say Devontae Freeman throws up another 30-plus point game. Uh, I don't think it, he goes with three <laughs> touchdowns necessarily, but uh, I, that would be – I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean, three straight games, a three rushing touchdown. I don't think it has either. I, it's ridiculous. I'm rooting for it. He's on my starting. Devontae Garbage Freeman. How Devante is this happening? Garbage Freeman has, you know, I, I love it. I love it. He's carrying my team right now. Um, but is yeah. that really the Sunday night game? Sorry, I, I was just reading something. What? Do you realize the Sunday night game is Giants at 49ers? I do. Awful. It's going to be terrible. They can't flex that yet. They got to move up the flex. <laughs> so yeah, really. Definitely. Would, yes, would, they do. You would hope so. But yeah, so that's. That is god awful. That's, that's yep. terrible. So yeah, Freeman. Freeman yeah, it was, yeah, it was Cowboys. That last one should have been flexed. <laughs> Seven point road favorites. I know. I hate that. I hate that so well, much. Here's a little prediction then. Carlos Hyde, big game. Ooh. The Giants, don't forget, are very spotty. And now that I think about it, are they really going to fly 3,000 miles and then and win? Look sharp. No. There's no, no way. But no. they do win. My Super Bowl prediction looks pretty good. <laughs> no comment all right max you got one um no, no. just uh carson palmer um sticking with it star of the league star superman the league. he he looked yeah. he looked so, kind of like regular average joe last week that was weird that was an off game it was really it's upsetting he's not helping his mvp clause no so. he's not no. It's, it's his it's his it, it's his to lose <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well i think that does it for this week thanks for sticking with us and it was a short show so we appreciate it and 
Uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe. Get on FullyCoveredSports.com. Follow us all on Twitter. You'll see us there. And catch you for week six.